Bazio was to suffer the fate of traitors and weaklings, to burn forever in the bowels of the Lake of the Dead. Cast him in. Whispers. <laughs> Welcome to Dead House Whispers. I'm Calypso. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, with Dead House Whispers, we talk about everything Dead House Sonata. It is a spiritual successor to Legacy of Kane. It is a narrative-driven action RPG in which you play the undead fighting the living. Dead House Sonata development is leading on PC and will support all major platforms. And with me as host, we also have Faceless Mike as usual. Hello. And our special guest today is our ex-bishop. What's AKA up, everybody? Bishop. <laughs> Everyone calls me bishop. Know. It's fine. Bishop. We stick with bishop. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's easier. <laughs> I introduced myself as our ex-bishop, but it's whatever. I still want to see those medical credentials. <laughs> MD. <laughs> so, uh, so let, me, let me pull up a uh, Photoshop and you'll have them. <laughs> All right, guys, as we run through, we have a few things that we're going to run through today. Some of the ones is beginning with uh, we'll be going into a little discussion on the Legacy of Cain series. Doing a rundown, uh, in case you missed it this week, uh, the guest on the official Deadhouse stream was George Ledoux, mm -hmm. which you all need to check out because just listening to George's stories, man, that guy's a legend. Yeah, and, and, and a very rare on-screen uh, voice characterization for Nagaztak. Something he says he never does. So you need to go back and watch that. Because he's like, I never, I never do those live when people come up and ask, oh, do the voice. Like, no, 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 no. But he actually done it and it was awesome. It like gave me chills, man, listening to George do Nagaztak's voice. Yeah, it was, and, it was really cool. Yeah, and we've also had the updates for anyone that's been missing over a little while. Maybe you're listening to this on Spotify or watching it on YouTube after the fact. Most recent updates, there was the Mistform art card reveal for Deadhouse. There was the big announcement of O3DE, which we'll get back to that in a minute, mm -hmm. and the Old World trailer, which is just awesome, that you all need to check out. So we'll, along with that and the obligatory one, you know what is going on at the moment. We've got the Old World campaign. The Old World campaign is still running over on the good old Deadhouse shoppy. Right there, literally, the end is nigh, the clock 16. is ticking. Well, it's counting down. 16 days left, because the fun part to this is everyone's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. See all these, man? See there, look, look, 500 plat, but it's actually 750. You're getting bonus plat, along with some awesome cosmetic items. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But you know once we get into the first stage, it'll be because, God damn it, I wish I picked up one of them founders packs, man. You know? Especially when you see people running around with that with that hatred armor skin or the herald out armor, the old, out with the old and with the new. Yep, I can't or, or it's sixteen days left. Yep, or the severed head of the baron. Pretty soon. It'll hey, be Sherry. Fun. Hey, Wyvern. The severed head of the baron. Like you're going to want that. 
Who you wouldn't know, want that? Even like just look <laughs> at the art. The art is is if that doesn't like entice you to get one of these, then I don't know. I don't know what's going on, guys. Again and again, you don't even need to spend that much if you want to go. You know, big baller. Of course, get the you know the biggest thing out there. But uh, the 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 entry price is just thirty bucks, which is regular price of a regular game. Or fifty bucks, another regular price of a. Don't forget that's thirty game. USD for anyone in uh, yeah, Europe. US that ain't dollars. that much. Yeah, so like, like that's that's basically it. You got the the two lowest ones, thirty and fifty USD, um, and then that's all you really need. Do you you know if you need the other more, stuff is purely cosmetic. Like at this yeah. point, you're paying the one two five. That's for the platinum. All of this yeah. is gravy. All of this is like, just gravy. If you're wondering why they're so expensive is because they're bundle packs. So yep. $250 is with everything uh, with that pack and below it. So they're yep. just big bundle packs. Is, See, is all it's really risen great. having a malice. At this point, when you're investing in anything like this game wise, you're paying for the plat and everything else is gravy. But like, look at the bonus as you go up, right? So you got here, right? $125. That's 1,250 platinum. That's a nice direct conversion, but you get 2,000. When you go up here, 250, instead of 2,500 plat, you get 4,000. Like... That's a you lot. Know, I know it seems like a lot, but if you take like the kinds of people like me or Bishop that will spend money on cosmetic items in a game, that's right. like you're getting double your money by the time you get up to this. Like, that's what I know, was going like, to say. Malleus. Even even if it's a game where you're like, I know that I'm going to purchase platinum already just because oh I want the yeah. skins or like you're just a collector or something like yeah, that. You yeah. might as well do it now. Get the bonus platinum. You're getting a heavy discount. Heavy discount. Now, enough of that shilling for the moment, and we will bring on to our beginning topic of one that I had mentioned before. We've been sharing Deadhouse for a while now. Anyone that's been listening to us knows we've been uh, touting this around. And recently, I've been getting hit with criticism. I believe Calypso has also been getting hit with criticism. Oh, it yeah. turns out there has been some, shall we call it, feedback from the Legacy of Kane community. <laughs> so, Calypso, do you want to do you want to take it on yeah, that? Yeah, I guess I'll take it. So, <clears throat> if anybody who knows me um, or follows me on social media, I have a YouTube channel. There's a good chance if you've seen or been interested in dead house and you youtube it dead house sonata anything on, on like youtube there's a good chance you're going to find the official dead house sonata channel or my channel i go by the necro libriatus that's pending i might change it um uh and i no, talk keep about it house news. you're stuck with it now <laughs> yeah, I, I talk about dead house news cool I talk story. about the updates um you know uh and just anything dead house in general as well as a bunch of other random gaming crap okay so um on my videos some of them on uh, uh let me actually pull up the comment here really quickly um some of them are oh this looks really cool this looks like trash um etc etc one of the most recent ones i shall name so not name the guys they look like trash i'm convinced they're looking at the pre-alpha yeah. ign Same. stuff they're not Same. even looking at anything that's been done recently mm -hmm. Um, one of the, one of the comments was something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here on, um, please don't waste such potential into an online title. I've been waiting for a new legacy of Kane game since 2004, yada, 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 yada. So it makes me wonder that like, I feel that just because the legacy of Kane community, um, me being a fan myself, um, and me being skeptical at first myself also, it's just because it's online 
online mm. and it's free to play, which are when the they hear sins. those two words together, yeah. they all seem to freak out. I don't yeah, know the big why. sins of video games today. If it's free to play, it's a bad thing. And I think that highly that goes uh, with the, the fact that a lot of free to play games and online free to play games are cash grabs, mobile junk that are just, you know, cheaply made thrown out there to make a quick buck. And then you get Warframe, Path of Exile, games that are actually really good. That are free to play online games that are, you know, that transcend the whole stereotype and stigma of, oh, it's a free to play online game. That's that, you know, but, but that's a rare, those are rare cases, you know, Mm. not, but, but the general consensus is free to play online bad because mobile games, um, because cheap cash grab crap that you can just throw out there and make within like a week. That's not like updated or anything like that. Um, Nasgoth for the LOK community specifically. I love me some Nasgoth. I will forever protect. That's Calypso's little guilty pleasure. That is my guilty pleasure. Nasgoth was amazing. I spent more hours on that game than I ever have in anything on my on my freaking Steam library, apart from like Payday Two. That's it, Nasgoth baby, all day long. <laughs> I loved it. I loved what, it. What I don't understand is how do you say I've been waiting for a game since 2004? So we're approaching just a couple years from now. That's a 20 year wait. Yeah. But then the moment a comes out, the moment the game is right here on the precipice of release, no, that's trash because it's online. So I don't want anything to do with that. Yet yeah, these same people promise you play an MMO. Yeah, I promise you. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that it also has to do with um, if anybody remembers when Nasgoth first got announced, there was. I'm Dave Higwood, and I'm here to talk about a big project everyone here at Psionics has been working on with Square Enix. The game is called Nasgoth. The world of Nasgoth is dark and brutal. It's a fantasy world that's been ravaged by a war between humans and vampires. In Nazgoth, we've taken the ruthless war between these two sides and built an online multiplayer game around it, focusing on the distinctive ways both races fight against each other. Melee versus ranged is tough to pull off in multiplayer, and hitting that balance has been our focus since day one. Each side plays really differently, and that's what makes the experience unique and fun. So much hate. There still is hate for that game. Oh, it's it's a garbage Legacy of King game. It's I, an online game. It's a PvP played, online game. I played Nazgoth, but the, the only reason I didn't like Nazgoth is I'm, I'm just not that good at arena, like, hero shooter type games. So mm. it's just not my thing. It's the same as, like, um, recently I was playing Blood Hunt. It's the Vampire the Masquerade, uh, what do you call it? It's a Battle Royale game. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a bad game, but it's not my thing because I'm just it, like, it's really well made. It's just, I don't like battle royales. It's just, you know, it's not my thing. It doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just not my thing. That's where Nazgoth fell with me. And I just really wanted to like it just because I wanted more legacy of game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was for me. You know, I think anyone that instantly dismisses this, you need to hard, draw a hard line here because to me, I'd say you're not actually a Legacy of Cain fan. You're a fan of basic Aristotle three-act narrative father-son drama. <laughs> this is the next line of where Dennis Dyack wanted to go. And he, is, he said in interviews multiple times, like if he was at the helm with the story after Blood Omen 1, 
this is the direction he wanted to go. He wanted to expand it to the wider world. Now, if you were just a big fan of Soul Reaver, any of those games, I can get that. Maybe Blood Omen wasn't your thing. That's fine. There's plenty of other games for you. But to instantly dismiss this, especially with people who are big fans of the original Blood Omen, I'm like, guys, give it a shot. What's wrong? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's literally free. Like, Scar <laughs> makes a good point, though. Um, <clears throat> Scar says... When you see more trash than good in the free-to-play space, that's all she wrote in most people's minds. And and that's very true. Mm. I think to say, hey, this game is going to be free-to-play, already there's a stigma attached to it. And you kind of have to wait and see what the game is going to be like. Yeah. yeah. We're fortunate Definitely. in a space where we are seeing where that game is going. But anyone else on the outside who's been waiting for years, all they see is... Dead House Sonata, Legacy of Kane's successor, free to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. The moment there's that free to play, it's just just it just dies. They might need to start changing those whistles though, because uh, that's going to be the future of a lot of gaming. Yeah. Now they'll be upset. Don't get me wrong. When the game releases, they're going to be upset that they didn't jump in and back it originally. <laughs> oh, there's still going to be a few spite. I still think there'll be a few spiteful ones that it could, it, it may not be, but like, even if it was crowned the greatest game ever created, there'll be still a few ones going, well, I think it's crap. You know, they're, they're just that ingrained in their, I don't want to like this, that they can't change their mind. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Like, uh, I will, I will be one hundred percent open in that when I first heard about Dead House, when I first saw that IGN gameplay, that I still think is the one number one hit for Dead House, and that gives everybody a really bad impression because it's two years old now and incredibly outdated. Um, I was totally one hundred percent on board because I actually really enjoyed what I saw, and the fact that Dennis is behind it, I think, is also another uh positive for me because i enjoy dennis's work you know i loved all the games that he's released so far except for the ones that i haven't really played but uh yeah like the guy the guy releases quality so there's gonna be something good here for everyone i think like i was in this situation like yourself i don't know if i've ever mentioned it on here i know i mentioned it on the official one before uh i seen the ign video and it had the pre-alpha thingy i was like dead house sonata that sounds a bit weird take a look and it's like looks choppy pre-alpha footage ah i get you uh seeing the character go around like that guy kind of looks a little bit like kane this looks like a bit of a legacy of kane ripoff it's like from the creators of legacy of kane i'm like throw money at the screen sold mm -hmm. take yeah, it shut up take and take, yeah. up and take my money like, oh thing. it looks like a ps2 game yeah it's called pre-alpha footage dumbass you know <laughs> this is this is proof of concept crap if you ever seen like maybe it's my age showing did anyone ever see the proof of concept stuff at the beginning of the playstation lifestyle do you remember the demo disc with the t-rex and stuff mm-hmm yeah, like it's like proof of concept. It's like, hey, here's what we can do now. Imagine what it's going to be like when we finish it. Like, of course. Yeah, I also feel like there's been. It's it's a weird. We're in a weird place because Legacy of Kane was a, a kind of. It was popular for its time, but at the same time, it was also very niche, which is really weird. And it spawned a bunch of other games that were clear influences from it specifically soul reaver influences and everything like look at um dark siders the dark siders oh, definitely clearly clearly a legacy of kane influenced 
thing um slash zelda and a bunch of other games because oh, yeah, but, legacy yeah. of kane never really had a gaming identity that's that's the other really weird thing legacy of kane never had a identity gameplay wise it wasn't a souls like game you know it wasn't a this or a zelda like game because it always swapped genres you know it kept generally the, the, the in the same like ballpark but it always changed genres and then when you have a bunch of other games that were influenced by it coming out and then you have this other thing that is supposed to be a spiritual sequel to it or successor it's it's a, it's a weird thing because you have other games that came before it that may or may not be better than what this does or do things that this thing does and it's better it's it's all a weird it's a it's a weird mashup and i think people's opinions um legacy of kane fans opinions and other people's opinions um are just so influenced and changed and then you know you got the rose tinted glasses going it's that's what i was about to interject and say there's that rose tinted glasses concept with i think a lot of the legacy of kane stuff the funny part is yeah a lot of those ones are retrospective very few were active at the time because yeah i distinctly remember very few of my friends or anyone that i knew played blood omen when it came out i was an advocate for it they're like hey try this and they're like oh i don't know it doesn't seem my kind of thing they play and like, that was friggin awesome yeah, I told you. Ascara here. I see what can be done with narrative in online. It's not that bad. My guilty pleasure, Guild Wars 2, for eight years or so. Yeah. I also think like people forget that Warcraft, like World of Warcraft. I'm not a big Warcraft guy. I only played up to like level oh, 30 or whatever. I, I got in really I got in really <laughs> late to like with with the Lich King D with the Lich King expansion or whatever. That was my thing. But the whole thing with Warcraft is that or it's funny to me that all these these Legacy of Kane fans are dismissing a, an online game, free-to-play online game, oh no, um, because it's online and it's Legacy of Kane. But then you have Warcraft, which did the exact same thing almost, only with its subscription base, and it was an online game that did narrative, um, albeit in a different way than what Deadhouse may do. But people still latched onto that thing, and it's still going strong, and it's got a billion mm -hmm. updates, and it's got all these expansions. So the world and the lore of lore of Lorecraft of Warcraft—that's <laughs> what it used to be. The world of Warcraft. Yes. The world of Warcraft <clears throat> is so people still love it, you know. And it's and that and that's all it is. It's not, but it's an online game now with the subscription thing. Oh no, what's it's not my turn-based, um, story-driven, heavy, deep narrative Warcraft that I know and love. Neither was the first two. Like anybody remember the first two Warcrafts? It only isn't with number three where we got the really deep, heavy, narrative-driven yeah. story lore that delved into Warcraft was in number three. And One that was a literal... unique thing for its time as well. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, even then, how much... I know that World of Warcraft has a ton of lore. I've been there. I've played there. I have a twenty level 20 rogue pre-cataclysm just floating out there somewhere. I don't even know. But... The only problem I ever had with that, so like I've done World of Warcraft, I've done Guild Wars, like Scar is saying, there's only a, you can only go so far before you're out of story. Yeah. But then yeah. you have your dailies yeah. and stuff that bring you back and keep you going. And that's awesome. But you can only do that so much. And I mean, World of Warcraft was a big deal because of the MMO aspect, people being able to be their character and and form guilds and mm -hmm. clans and whatever else and yeah. hang out all the time it was awesome like you flesh out the world and i think that's what i think dennis said that's what he's trying to do with dead house is like 
or, or something similar is that you flesh out the world and you end up creating the experiences that are part of this world. I remember know. watching some YouTubers go on about similar topics. And one of their big points was if you have a good narrative for the world, right? And a good story, you have to let it loose. And people's gravitas towards it or against it is usually based on their own play style. So mm -hmm. there's many people, if you hear stories of them recanting, let's say their favorite MMOs, what was your favorite time in an MMO? They'll always talk about how they spent time with their friends. Oh, me and my buddies done this and that and the other. It was actually the social experience of being with their friends. They didn't talk about that one time where they soloed this, that, and the other and all like that. Or if they do, there's very few of those. It's a lot of them. Hey, do you remember me, the time me and two of my buddies, we decided to three-man a four-man dungeon and it was crazy, you know? All these types of stories and that's where the rose tinted glasses come in where there are people that look back now and warcraft being like a funny topic because it's big in the news lately because apparently it's hemorrhaging subscribers or something mm -hmm. i look i walked away from that game years ago there's a reason it was called world of warcraft like you get <laughs> like deep into it but when when they announced pandas i'm like that's it i'm done Sam Didier always made a comment years ago saying you know the day we actually like they always had pandarans as a joke like they were an and April Fool's thing. joke. And he said, the day you we put Pandarans in the game, you know, is when we've completely run out of ideas. He was gone from the company when that happened. And a lot of other ones were the original creators. And I'm like, Pandas, yep, gotcha. See you. <laughs> I, I, I noped out of there. But when people are looking back on it, they're like, oh, World of Warcraft was way better. Was it or did you just have a really good time then? Because it was a time when you were younger and you and your buddies were playing together. Yeah, you know, you need to balance that rose tinted glasses with reality because objectionably, like I know a lot of people prefer classic. I can understand why, because I don't like the dungeon finder, things like that. Henry Cavill prefers classic also. Yeah, they take the social aspect out of a game that's based on social interaction. But like it wasn't any better or worse than a lot of other MMOs out at the time. There was a lot of jank in it. Like the bugs are fixed now, but I distinctly remember it being a lot of jank too. And you're talking to someone who loved vanilla and the burning crusade. Mm -hmm. Scara here um, once killed a 50 person group because I pissed their commander off and they chased me to their death off a cliff in Guild Wars. Guild Wars. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I tell you what, oh. falling, off, falling off a cliff in Guild Wars is frustrating. <laughs> and because if there's no one around to, to revive you, it costs you like 30 silver just to get back to where you were. It's horrible. Oh, that's tough. Um, what I was going to say is like with the World of Warcraft versus like Legacy of Cain, that's kind of where the disconnect is, right? So we have a single player experience that is story driven across Blood Omen, all the Soul Reavers, Blood Omen 2. And mm. then you have people that just don't like the multiplayer aspect of MMOs, so they stay away from it. Mm. So when you hear Dead House as a successor, people are like, yes, the story, that's awesome. But then it's free to play online. I think that's where they're worried. Like, oh, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think do that. they understand, like, uh, I hate bringing it up like this, but it is the example. Warframe. Frames of you war. can play Warframe <laughs> with your buddies online with other people doing stuff. Or you can just take a little toggle and you can solo the entire game like it was an offline solo experience. 
And that's going to be the way Deadhouse is. Dennis has said, if you want to play this game solo, you can. You do not need to interact with others. Although I'm just loving the idea of a six-player group because do you notice in many games the number is always weird? Four players, if you play a four-player thing, there's always like that fifth person that you feel is being left out. But yeah. then if you do other ones in like Warcraft, they'd have like 20-man like raids and like, okay, we've got like 16 people. That's really not enough. Like we will yeah. get wiped. Uh, you know, so there's always weird kind of combination of numbers, but I like the idea of six because six is a kind of a, we can four mana, we can five mana, and then there's the extra space if someone shows up online later. I feel it's funny. It's funny. Um, oh man, I had something really good. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> funny that, um, you have, uh, uh, derailing for a minute on like the legacy of King community specifically. You have people who say they despise online games, um, but then you know they play um, like Call of Duty multiplayer for a couple of rounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like I myself personally, I'll, I'll I'll be the first one to admit I am a story-driven, narrative-based gamer. That is where I get my rocks off. That is what I love the most. I love games. I don't have it to hand. Story. I was about to pull up a Witcher thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, amen, yeah. brother. Yeah, I don't care about, you know, I don't care if the game is five hours long. If I have a good narrative and it drives me through and it makes me feel something emotionally, I am there all day long, right? I also love immersive sims and boomer shooters. Those are, that's my other, like, I love with like Steve Kane. It's my favorite. Calypso, it's because we are boomers. Yes, play the I shooters. Love, <laughs> I love boomer shooters like Duke Nukem. And I've been playing Ion Fury on my Twitch and like Shadow Warrior and Blood and on all the old build engine games. And I love immersive sims like Thief and Deus Ex. And they want to do a remake, remake Quake 1. Yes, like hey. Quake and stuff. And those games are less about the story and more about how you play it and the experience that you get from it like finding the systems breaking the systems and then just going bonkers with this game it's literally a player driven experience rather than a narrative driven experience yeah narrative is there and it's a good narrative usually but it's at the back end rather than the front it's like when they brought in the story right. into doom into doom yeah. 2016 then doom eternal they're like it doesn't yeah, need a story like, hey, yeah but it's kind of cool about? it doesn't need a story but, but then... it's cool like, and then they're like, oh, Doom Eternal, the story is crap. It's like, it's it's about a guy too angry to die that goes yes. to hell and kills demons. Like, what kind of stuff? It's a shitty 90s action movie in a video game. Like, yeah. what what more do you want? You know, it's so like Mortal you, Kombat. Remember we talked yeah. about that before? Yeah, we did. Like, <laughs> when, you, when you have, I think when you have a community, now I'm going to tie this back to Lacey Kane. When you have a community where they are also heavily narrative driven story players like myself that's what i love um th and then you have a thing where it's rather it's more about the gameplay rather than the narrative it's kind of a weird thing because you want that story there but then if the gameplay is good enough you don't really care and you're making the stories you are the player it is your story right so when you when you have like the funny thing is is you see all these essays about legacy of kane right all these essays videos i'm working on one myself um and all these narrative things and all they talk about is the story is the characters is the world that surrounds the legacy of kane they never bring up the gameplay and if they do bring up the gameplay it's in, it's in passing and it's always oh the gameplay is mediocre it's not that great it doesn't do anything particularly perfectly well in the game because it's always all about the story even with blood omen 
even with freaking Blood Omen One, where it's all about the world rather than you know the main story, which is which is a A to B revenge plot almost. Um, it's always oh the narrative in Blood Omen is so deep and yada 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 yada. Yeah, it's great, it's wonderful, but the gameplay is at the forefront for Blood Omen. The world around you is at the forefront for Blood Omen. With Soul Reaver and the rest of the other series, it's the opposite. It's the narrative is up front yeah. and the world. It's a it's a great fleshed out built world, but uh, it's always you know it's a to b point go go to point a b and then c <clears throat> driven stuff right that's the funny part they trusted dennis and they love dennis's original work and they think that was amazing in the bar to measure everything by and they don't want to trust him this time even though the last time he did it he done it great and the times in between he has done it like two human eternal darkness they were great and i was like oh i don't know Give it a shot, guys. Uh, I brought up Wyvern Tamer's comment there saying they all seem to worry that it's an MMO. Yeah, that's a big thing for people. And the other part is exactly what you were saying, Calypso, when you talk about story and like how the narrative takes precedent over like some of the gameplay aspects or having it weave in correctly. Um, controversial topic, but Elder Scrolls Online, a lot of people don't like that game. I really enjoy the narrative in a lot of the quests. And that can entirely be done solo, and the combat is a fairly jank in that game. Like, yeah, like it, it, it doesn't I do anything. ESO, so Elder Scrolls Online doesn't do anything particularly well, but you have fun playing it, apparently. Yeah. And the, the sum narrative, of its parts, yeah, the sum is... of its parts make a good game. Um, hmm. And the whole thing with like Legacy of Kane games is that the sum of its parts make a mediocre game, but its narrative make a fantastic game make something that transcends narrative and games and transcends the genre that it's trying to attempt to do you know because the narrative is so good and what's funny is i also believed this up until a couple of years ago when i actually did research and was looking stuff up um i thought that amy amy hennig the writer and creative director of the soul Reaver series and onward and uncharted she's gone to be a legend right I thought that Amy was also the writer and creative director of Blood Omen 1. Blood Omen 1 was my last game in this series that I played. Dennis Dyax was a name was attached to it, but um, in the credits, I saw Amy Hennig, and I was like, okay, cool, shit, she worked on this too. She must have wrote it and everything, because I will admit that Amy handled the writing and continuing of the series in her own way, but in a good way, because she, it, it's almost a flawless translation from dennis wrote and directed blood omen one but you can't tell with soul reaver because the kid like she did a good job in translating the writing and the characters and everything with the soul reaver series i'll admit that you know i would say she wrote herself into a corner i thought it was kind weird of that like kind of. in blood omen you have this story and we got all this information about every character there's more characters in Blood Omen 1 than there is in the whole rest of the series put together. Yes. Right. It really took I think that was weird. That was and weird. That's... And it became a weird father-son dynamic thing. Sorry, mm -hmm. Bishop. No, I was going to say, I think I think that's where like Soul River kind of picked up and it, it mended well because Blood Omen was clearly about Kane and his world, everything that was going on. And then Soul River was way later. And Kane is not the main um, person in Soul River or Soul River 2. And so the story just kind of added a little bit more to it. And it, and that's what caused it to blend well. 
I think yeah. they would have brought like, Kane more to the forefront in Soul River or Soul River 2. Yeah. It might have got weird. It's funny that the series... <laughs> it already got all... weird. Did you, yeah. you, you played Blood oh, Omen 2, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah like, I love the entire series. I love the entire <laughs> series. And one of the best things about it, since we're talking about lore and stuff, is when you finish that game, if you enjoyed it, you sit down and you're like, what just happened? And then you have to go back and play it again or start digging through. Now you have, we have Wikipedia. Back then, we didn't have stuff like that. Yeah. Now you can go through it, find, follow the timelines, do all these different things. It's a blast. I love it. That That's how I found Deadhouse, was do you, do you, researching the timelines of uh, Legacy of Kane. The only thing I didn't like is... Well, I did and I didn't like. When you take a look at the story, when we played it when we were younger and you finished Defiance, you're like, wow, that ending... And now you're kind of like, that's a bit cringe. <laughs> you know, you're looking back on it now, but there's people that are our age that act like that was one of the most prophetic things. Like, There are only two sides to your coin. Apparently so. But suppose you throw a coin enough times. Suppose one day it lands on its edge. mind blown it's like yeah that's that's, that's, that's really my favorite line in that's, the entire that's, I, I that's quote, really kind of, in real life like that is absolutely my favorite line i just in the keep going franchise. it's like oh yeah that's very prophetic yeah but if you're 16 Which, like i, I believe you know, that was story for two though mm-hmm. yeah no but that's it gets echoed again in defiance like you know where they're going back jumping back through time remember yeah. interacting mm, with yeah. all the things like, and it kind of really puts that moment forefront to it was great it was like, like I, I'm one of those people that the story. ending was good. Yeah, like it's a well-crafted story. I love it. Um, the time travel thing pisses me off though because I fucking hate time travel. But um, I I love time travel. Yeah. That's I nah, think that's I why it's stand time travel shit. But I love one of my Kane. favorite things ever was time yeah. travel, and I think they did a good job, but they left a hole. See, yeah, that that's the, the whole end. thing. Okay, I have a Blood question. Three should have come in. I have a question for you guys. Happened. Before we knew anything about there being a final Legacy of Kane game that was ultimately canceled, um, Mm -hmm. and then another one, and then another one, it just goes on. Um, We'll forget that. I'm assuming you're talking about Dead Son. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the ending. Did the ending was the ending of Defiance for you guys uh, with Kane overlooking, you know, the the destroyed pillars again, um, talking about the future and everything. Now at last. The masks had fallen away. The strings of the puppets had become visible, and the hands of the Prime Mover exposed. Most ironic of all was the last gift that Raziel had given me. More powerful than the sword that now held his soul, more acute even than the vision his sacrifice had accorded me. The first bitter taste of that terrible illusion. Hope. Was that the, did the, to, to you when you first saw that, was that like a cliffhanger ending for you? Was that an ambiguous ending or was that like for the defiance the series for defiance? It was, yeah. It was the final I, game was, in the series. I was pissed that they left it on a cliffhanger knowing full well, they had no idea where to go with the next. Book. Okay. How about you Bishop? So, um, for me, for me, it was a cliffhanger, 
And I remember, I remember that scene because Kane's like walking up and he just watches the pillars explode and yeah. all this stuff just happened with Raziel and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, Blood Omen 3 is going to be amazing. This is going to be awesome. It's going to loop everything back 100%. And it's just going to be this like wheel, the wheel of life mm-hmm. in the solar universe. And that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. I was just pissed and could never get past the Janos reanimating and being a Hilden and then just flying off. It's like, and yeah. And then it leads into Blood Omen um, 2. Um, what? what? To, uh, no, yeah, that's to not me, Blood Omen 2. Me, that was after Blood Omen 2. Like it's at the me, end of Defiance. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, Defiance was the ending. Like, I've had my closure with Legacy of Kane for years now because when I first experienced that ending, I thought it was the ending a little bit ambiguous to where if they wanted to make another one, they could, they left it open, but it ended well because you could think about it for a minute, realize, oh, okay, well then all this other stuff is going to happen and yada, yada, yada. And then it loops back in on itself or whatever. Like, so it's, oh, so I've had my clue. It's a, it's an interpretive, I guess, different ending. And of course I see it that way. And you guys see it as like a cliffhanger ending. Yeah. And now that we know that there was supposed to be another game, it was a cliffhanger ending. But to me personally, <clears throat> I saw it as a ambiguous ending, like, but it still ended. It was okay, cool. End of the series is over. Yada yada yada. So I only okay got my closure it. on it last year when I was fortunate enough to like sit down with Dennis in the Discord. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I just I need to know what was supposed to happen, <laughs> and yeah. I got the actual I story about the where actual this answer. Was I still want the answer. I yeah. want. I really hey, wish Dennis you, would spill the beans on that. Do you want to know a little secret? What? Not what we got. <laughs> no, not what we got. There was going to be more. But then the next bits after, like, okay, if you imagine there was, like, forget the Legacy of Kane series. There was a Blood Omen yeah. Legacy of Kane 2, right? Yeah. Crystal Dynamics didn't get a pause into it, and it was just Silicon Knights doing it, and they'd done another one. There would have been that game. And then what came after it would have been a proto what is now Dead House. Yeah. That's the story. That's, That's the story. Really cool. It wouldn't have been with Kane though, because like Kane yeah. would have died, all the characters would have died, it would have went way further on in time, and now we're in Dead House. Yeah, it, it's so wild to think how different it would have been. Oh, because yeah. like Soul River, Soul River Two, is the one that brought the Hilden in, which changed the fundamental story of Blood Omen. Where time uh, itself is cyclical. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is why I like Dark Souls things where time itself is cyclical. I was like, yeah, time's a funny thing in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It moves differently for different like, people. I, I love Blood Omen 2. Blood Omen 2 is ob- is objectively like if I have a, a fucking tier list of games good. It's it's so fun. <laughs> it goes Soul Reaver 1, because biasly that was my first one that I ever played and it got Yeah, well we we talked yeah. about that. You will like yeah. even objectively from an external source, you will still have a bias towards I will what still brought say, you to the series. Always, yes. Um, uh, Blood Omen 2, Blood Omen 1, and then Soul Reaver 2 and Defiance. Like, just if I had to put them in an order. I mean, I love them all equally. But Blood Omen 1, though, the more I play it, the more I play it throughout the years, um, gameplay-wise, I think it's the best in the series. Um, and you could translate it to a third-person game, um, and it would still be really fucking good, rather than the, the, the gorgeous pixel art porn that we got for Blood Omen 1. Um, <laughs> But I think Blood Omen 1, the gameplay translates so well 
even for a modern audience, like if they really if they remastered Blood Omen One and they gave it a proper HD upscaling, you know, um, you want like, Blood yeah. Omen One turned into like Darksiders, something like that, yeah, like third that, person baby. ARPG yeah, style. I would I would love that shit, um, because it like it translates so well because you have simple combat, even though it's a bit janky. Um, the mm -hmm. powers and the magic that you get in Blood Omen One is just so balls to the wall and over the top. And I love so the fact that like halfway through the game, you feel like you're a god. Yes. Like you're not you like, how, or, oh my God, will I be able to kill these guys? It's how will this entire village die? Yes. You know I, I, think, I think that's why it's so good because you can experiment. Blood Omen, and the fact that it's an open world game for 1996 and fairly large too for what, it's, for what it did is bonkers um and I, I i remember dennis talking like the technical limitations they had to get over but the fact that they pulled off is really fucking awesome um but you can experiment in blood omen one and that's something you can't really do in soul reaver um it's experiment in blood omen two you can experiment because you get all these powers um not until the end of the game really unless you like you yeah. know cheat, cheat shark it or whatever or game shark it um but you get all these powers in Blood Omen 2, and you can, that leads to experimenting where you can do, how do these people want to die? How do I want to kill them? You know, um, and in Blood Omen 1, just, how do these people want to die? How do I want to kill them? I have so many options at my fingertips. It's, it's I just felt like the lazy design in it. Like, I know it's a technical thing, and then you have to work it into the story. But the example I'll give is Arkham. Arkham Games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. And yeah, all. I love Batman is in the asylum, and he doesn't have all his equipment because he wasn't prepared for this. This wasn't mm -hmm. what was supposed to happen. He was just arresting the Joker. So Arkham City, like, he's just the dude, Bruce Wayne, you know, and he was there at a social function, and crap goes south, and he has to be Batman. And, you know, he has to radio in to get his gear delivered, all this kind of crazy stuff. But amnesia? <laughs> I woke up and forgot how to vampire. You know, it's... Uh, like you know, I get it, you, I get it. There has to be technical limitations because you can't start off yeah. the game as God. Like yeah. I get it, but I forgot, like, I forgot, I forgot that that's what happens. Yes, I have amnesia. Like, I forgot how to be a vampire. Hundred years. Error for vampire season. That's a dumb excuse. Um, and I mean, it's story wise, I get it, I guess, but it's still really stupid. Like me feel, falling asleep for four hundred years or getting all the getting my ass kicked and falling asleep makes me lose all my powers what That's i was funny. a living god i could drain like 40 people's blood at once with a i magic destroyed I the world from the skies i destroyed the world and then i fall asleep and i have an amnesia and i forgot to be there i slept like, in too long i forgot how to vampire like, yeah vampire not i completely forgot about that like i can yeah. understand like you're weak because you haven't fed for 400 years but the moment you'd feed or anything you'd be like cool i have all my like, power back we could have done yeah. something like the the hilden this guy like use some kind of magical MacGuffin and drained all of kane's magical essence or you know we can do something yeah but just the the amnesia thing is such a lazy excuse that you see in it's like comic also, books it and also movies. kind of pisses me off that like they they created a a literal MacGuffin or uh uh, is it MacGuffin or like, I guess Gary Stu object or whatever with the whole Nexus stone and blood Omen two that mm -hmm. stop the one item. Of course, your enemy has the one item that can stop a soul devouring demon inside of a sword. <laughs> like it stopped the soul. Weaver. Are you telling me that, that, that a, a gem, a magic gem from like another dimension or whatever can stop the soul reaver, the most powerful weapon 
Did we use planet. that against Raziel at any point? Um, no. Kane would have been handy if Kane kind of kept a hold of that yeah, for, be. like, later down the line. It's like, oh, no, one of my lieutenants has turned against me. Didn't I used to have a stone before? That <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. but no, I do Kane, love Bloodman too. the timeline, though, so he yeah. knew what had to happen. So See, he wouldn't have done the, it. That's how, I think that's the other genius thing that, even though Amy so, sort of wrote herself into a hole with the time travel thing, she also kind of dug herself out or like or did the whole oh i'm omniscient and i know everything kane um so i know what's going to happen and i it's, it's all part of the plan it was all part of the plan there's a plot hole in like section a of your game nope it's part of the plan like yeah. <laughs> it works that's the one thing I, that's why i just fucking hate time travel because it's like the a character knows that why it's a problem why it's a plot hole so they explain it away or it stays that way until later on. And then it goes to the whole Chekhov's gun scenario thing where like if there's a shotgun in scene A, you have to use it in scene B or D or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like I love I love time travel and I know Scar, I think Scar said it. Um he doesn't like time travel because you can't look at it analytically and it makes sense. There's always plot holes. I I disagree with that, but as long as you follow your rules for time travel, then it doesn't matter. Does yeah. it not make sense? Sure, because we don't experience time travel and we can think of a million different ways of how it should happen. But mm -hmm. as long as you follow your rules, I think that's fine. And I think Blood Omen did that. I yeah, think as long as it, yeah. If, if, if it follows its own internally consistent lore for it, like, you know, the grandfather paradox, or maybe that doesn't exist. Maybe it's like, in your lore, in your own little world that you've created for this, that when you create that, you just deviate universes where, you know, there yeah. is now two universes, one where it happened, one where it didn't. Which, and, you know, you go to Blood a multiverse, was, wasn't it? Wasn't Blood well, no, two that's, the whole, that's the whole thing that, like, mm. I think people I know it's weird. things. I think people get, get the whole timeline thing for Soul Reaver or Legacy of Kane mixed up because there's a timeline A and a timeline B when there actually isn't. It's one continuous timeline. It's just things mm -hmm. change. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a bit of a tangent here. Um, in Blood Omen go 1, Kane goes back in time, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. He kills William the Just to stop and William the Just from inadvertently coming, becoming like the bad guy or whatever. The nemesis. And yeah. The nemesis. And then um, uh, and then he goes back into the his regular time or, or travels to the future again where he created um a giant fucking massacre for the vampires becoming yeah you know like that that whole thing that's still there's no timeline a or timeline b it's just he created he inadvertently yeah. created the vampire created purges the vampire thing he, yeah yeah it's not like there's erased, a timeline b where william the just there. is still alive and becomes the nexus it's just he erased it and it's still yeah it's your gone. regular timeline so with like soul reaver 2 and onward and blood omen 2 or whatever it's the same timeline it's just things get reshuffled and that's like that's i think why i like this version of time travel rather than every other version of time travel because with this it's the same timeline there's no mo there's no like parallel universes or pair or whatever it's just the same one but things get reshuffled right and can't, can't even explains it things get reshuffled to accommodate whatever the fuck you just did to mess time up to to get things back on track with the regular didn't, time travel things didn't might Raziel be end right. up killing himself because of that yes uh, yeah. he killed his human self like, the timeline for legacy of kane is like a weird loop or something where it's a circle raziel is the one who kills himself to turn himself into a vampire 
in the future. Which was the whole point is Kane is actually trying to do all these little butterfly effect things to put the timeline back to the order it was supposed to be in. Yeah, and Raziel keeps messing it up apparently, inadvertently while trying to get revenge on Kane. So we can say, like, in the instance of the timeline, basically, so Blood Omen 2 happens, and then Kane and Raziel interact. And then when the paradox happens, when I believe, um, was it when Raziel jammed the sword into the coffin of William? Yes, that creates, um, that Kane, creates like, another Kane's, weird like, mind, like, split. And he said everything shuffled and stuff got erased and stuff was rewritten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending of Story Over 2 and Defiance create the events of Blood Omen 2. If we're talking about like if there's an actual chronology for oh, this yeah, series, yeah, you're right. It goes Blood Omen 1, um, Soul Reaver 1, Soul Reaver 2, Defiance, and then all that shit happens. The ending of Defiance happens, creates the event of Blood Omen 2, and then Blood Omen 2 happens, uh, circling back around to after Blood Omen 1. Because they just reshuffled and changed time around yeah. so much that the events of Blood Omen 2 happen in the Hilden are a thing and yada, 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 yada. So weird. So if you guys are playing Legacy of Kane, you want to play in the current and the actual order of events or whatever, it goes Blood Omen 1, Soul Reaver 1, Soul Reaver 2, Defiance, and then Blood Omen 2 is technically the last game of the series because all the events happen in the past after Defiance. Even though technically in the time frame, Blood Omen 2 happens before, before Soul Reaver 1, but it only can happen after what They're the def- events unfolded in Defiance. Yes. And, and Blood Omen <clears throat> 3 should have happened because yeah. Defiance Kane still needs to take the Soul Reaver back to where his past yeah. self happened. F, F yeah. knows where Dead Sun was going because that was yeah. apparently years Dead in the future. Sun, that, that's the whole thing that, uh, that I think with the Dead Sun <clears throat> story that pissed a lot of people off or whatever is that if there's a if there's a, a a multiverse thing in the Soul Reaver universe, there isn't. But if there was, it would be um, the moment in Soul Reaver two when when Kane and uh, Raziel are talking. Um, there's a moment where like Kane is like, "So strike me down," or "You do strike me down," but then you have the choice not to. So when in in the original version or whatever, so Raziel actually kills Kane there, and then the sword eats Raziel or something, and then billions of years happen and then that's where the whole dead son story starts is that it was supposed to be that moment in williams chapel where raziel and kane both kill each other or whatever and then that's where that's where it is but um obviously uh what a weird convoluted way yeah so it's like we're gonna take a weird moment in one game and then create an entire thing out of it and it's just gonna be in a weird parallel universe where it does happen but it's billions of years in the future effectively doing what the Soul Reaver thing did where it sets millions of years after the original game as to separate it from all this continuity so we can kind of create our own thing, but we're falling back on the original continuity for our lore and our world. You mean like like Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Here's a fun uh, plot hole for you. Because he dies or survives? Yeah, yeah. I've I've a fun plot hole for you that may or may not completely ruin the series if you weren't aware of it before. Okay, what's up? the whole series contradicts itself with its surprises and spoilers. So at the end of Defiance, the next thing that happened, you don't see this, but just because of, if you look at the way the lore goes and all like that, when Kane traveled back in time, the first thing he did do 
was turn all the seraphim into his sons, his, his firstborn lieutenants, because they would have been freshly dead. He can't resurrect anything that's been dead for X amount of time. You have to get them when they're fairly fresh, right? Does the game explain yeah. that? Uh, no, but that's how vampires in, work. Like, if they're too long book, dead, you can't be reanimated. Book, guys. Yeah, okay. they can't be dead for too long. You have to get them when they're still fairly, like, ripe, shall we call it, to resurrect them, right? We're, we all agree and understand, yeah? Yeah, uh, sure. Do you remember when Cain, the whole purpose of Cain, he needed revenge for why he died, yeah? Yeah. How come Raziel and none of the rest of them have any memories of their past life before being a vampire because um I thought, yeah that was explained you lose your memory yeah you lose your memory when you get turned into a vampire um and they even explained this in nosgoth the online game that everyone fucking hates um <laughs> when you get turned into a vampire you effectively start over a new life so you're like a newborn baby and all your memories from your past life are just gone the only reason kane has all his memories in vordor or whatever um is because they were special, unique vampires. Cain was created by Mortania, so he's a necrotic vampire. And the way Cain creates vampires is with by tearing a bit of his soul and feeding it into what it, whoever he, the dead body or whatever he wants to create. Um, Vordor still has his memories and all of the vampires back when Vordor was in his prime as a vampire still have their memories because they were the original first blood vampires um if you that die, sounds like trying to retroactively close yeah, a plot it's, hole exactly it's trying to stop a lot of plot <laughs> holes here it sounds like it this. does though it the sounds reason, like it closes it. the reason yeah. i brought that up is because we're going back to blood omen with dead house to bring mm -hmm. it all back around yeah, um yeah. apparently yeah vampires do retain their memories in dead house and apparently dead i think they yeah. do because Dennis mentioned on a stream, not this week, just gone, but the week before, that some of the dead remember their previous lives and others don't. Yeah. I would assume that would mean revenants because otherwise it makes no sense in them being a revenant. Yeah. Would it and vampires. Uh, yeah. Wraiths, I don't know. That's open to interpretation. Whites, I don't think so. Ghouls. Open to interpretation. Banshees, no, because they were never alive mm, anyway. Uh, actually, if I Liches, remember, is probably most if likely I that's... in the white in the, in the white lore, um, in the in the white character class lore. That's so difficult to say, mm -hmm. um, or it sounds really weird. In the white lore, um, it, I, either some of their not their memories started to come back, but like glimpses and pieces of it, like things. I guess it would be their memories. Like, like, uh, you know, that's why the whole, that's why the whites stopped fighting the war and inadvertently went to go join Dead House or whatever, because they became philosophical Frankensteinian monsters to question. Yeah, why well, you see, they, they have, they have a different thing. So, like, whatever, they're apparently revenants, vampires, and rights. Okay, oh, now whites are all about people. finding out if they are real okay. persons. So you see, a white soul, soul, we'll use the term soul very loosely. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a <laughs> new soul from the other side. But there is debate about whether genetic memory exists. So do they retain some memories from the abominations from which they are made yeah. or not? And that's what kind of causes the kind of philosophical bent of why am I here? What am I? They turn into, you know, kind of Nietzschean levels of... Mm -hmm. If Why I believe I I'm real, am I, I real or maybe yeah. I am not real? You know, we start getting into that levels of debate, which I think is very interesting because it, it comes down to Frankenstein again, you know, mm -hmm. 
the minute Adam woke up, uh, it's kind of a, why am I here, Father? Who am I? What am I? You know, you get the very basis of existentialism. And because this this is an entirely, it's not even that, oh, this is a new person. This is a new concept of a creature. This creature was not born of the traditional methods. This is entirely unique, a created soul, if you will. So you get that level of the philosophy, which is very interesting. Although, what were you saying there with them? I'm fairly certain liches maintain their memories, but I might be wrong. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I they're evil wizards who want to... Their memory. I mean, may, their whole yeah, thing maybe is searching knowledge. Why would yeah. they lose their? Why would they lose their memories? And well, then, they're on a, they're on a pursuit for ultimate power and ultimate knowledge for like liches. So, and the only way to really achieve that is to become a lich or something because evil wizards. <laughs> um, so, like traditionally evil wizards. Don't forget, a lich is just a warlock that graduated college. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so if, if or a necromancer. Ever, I can't the imagine like, like, oh, I have to transition into a dead body. Okay, I guess I'll do it. Like, I can't imagine you would lose your memories. Or at least if you do lose your memory, that drive and that passion of ultimate knowledge and just always learning is still there. You're like a math professor who just never stopped, wants to stop learning math. You know yeah they basically they're new yeah like no i'm not talking about the way it created the white but the idea that the white yeah this is an old form of magic that got rediscovered but like if you imagine where the soul the essence of the soul is pulled from it's pulled from the nether so it may or may not have ever existed as a person yeah. at one point yeah or I if it did maybe it has no concept of that anymore because it's been spun in the wheel of time and fate or whatever mm -hmm. you know I, it sounds like it sounds like everything except for the whites like the whites don't have a memory to remember neither do the banshee because they um, technically they never lived there from the other place but but they have an experience from something else right like yeah yeah the, like, well the banshee do the whites don't the whites know that's don't. still open to interpretation don't necessarily have anything the wraiths are the one where i think that could be i don't know because they're all about like being tormented and stuff like that might just be all they know there might I be put, fragments of a past there i put the wraith into that the I same category as if you've ever seen hellraiser the cenobites i um, think they've been so fundamentally changed by their experience that all they know is the pain yeah. Yeah, of that, existence yeah. yeah that they've fragmented the memories of their past like you said maybe it's just an echo of memories every now but, and again but they I don't remember else, hey i used to be john i lived in that farmhouse you know <laughs> there's none I of think that everything else has to have a memory of some sort maybe not remember who they were like i, I don't remember vampires, what my name was i feel with vampires but, it might be a bit of both of the concept of it depends on if you're freshly dead if you if i die right now and get turned into a vampire however the vampires get turned to dead house i will still remember my past life if i die and get turned into a vampire 30 years from now 100 years from now whenever then i will have some memories or only bits and pieces or no memories at all it might have to do with how freshly dead i am as a corpse or whatever well we know we know revenants uh, do because that reanimated them that that hatred yeah, is yeah, what yeah. reanimated them and number two there is a very clear bit in the lore where nagaztak is mentioned that he had fought zoran 
in real life. Yeah, that's still the. And then the later on, he most. died, and when he resurrected as a revenant, he knew exactly who he mm-hmm. wanted as his right hand. Mm-hmm. So he clearly remembered all of that. That's my favorite bit of lore. That I really hope we get to see that fight. I hope we get to see that them fighting or whatever somewhere in the game sometime at some point It'd be awesome that'd Even be awesome intro cutscene i would love it but again that's going to be a bloody time travel one kind of so if they do i mean it could just be a memory like you know uh Nagastek could just be you know pondering on his throne like oh fuck remember that one time maybe zoran maybe zoran tells you the story yeah oh, and we get a cutscene cool you know yeah, I would be, did I ever I tell be, you about the first time I met our Lord Nagazai? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's I would be so interested awesome. to see if we see something like time travel. Given that I don't Blood think Omen we'll see time it. travel. I don't think we'll see it because Dennis quoted, I hate time travel. So I don't think we'll see time travel. If we get if we time do, travel, very, I very think light. it'll be in a very weird way. It won't be, yeah. hey, we're going to turn the chronoplast and go back 100 years because get the get the chronoplast, Marty. Yeah. We need to go back to the past. You know, it's, yeah, it we're not going to have that. But it'll be something weirdly esoteric like... <laughs> You get the lich. Look, you need to send this relic back in time because we need the humans to discover this thing at this point rather than like never. You know, mm-hmm. something we could get like, something weirdly esoteric because when you have right, gods I, involved, you could do like a twelve monkey scenario and do uh, time travel. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, Where everything oh, just they, falls in on itself. They found yeah. this. We found this relic a thousand years ago. Then you play the game and you find out. Oh, hey, here's this relic for whatever reason, you need to send it back in time for the thousand years ago for them to find it. Like, I think that's fine, but I was going to, I was going to say this. What if we got to a point where what? No, I'm giving out. I'm, I'm uh, wagging my finger at Scarra. Don't put words Scarra. in my mouth. This oh. is a quote. This is not me. Scarra going, if we get time travel, it will be time to drop <laughs> the game. They ran out of ideas. <laughs> Faceless mind. No, no. But what about a situation? What about a situation? So we have World of Warcraft and World Mm -hmm. Warcraft, they still are releasing expansions. However, they started doing classic. So what if we got to a point where Deadhouse, this is several years down the road, and people are like, Man, I miss the original first, second, third ages. Is there a way to revisit that? It won't happen like that, but I I can't talk about this, but you won't need to worry. There won't be a Dead House classic because there won't be a need for I think I asked Dennis this, and I can't remember the answer, so I might just have to ask him again. That's what World of Warcraft said, though, Um, too. People didn't want a classic. Yeah, like, I feel like um, if, like, okay, so we're obviously going to be in the the first stage, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's going to be, you know, missions A, B, and C, and testing, and all this Mm -hmm. other junk, right? So, like, let's say, let's talk story for a minute. So we're going to be in first age. There's going to be like, you know, story missions, A, B, C, and D or whatever that mm-hmm. are first age stories. You know, it's part of the story, right? Um, so when the third age happens and, and like a bunch of people are the fourth age or whatever, and you come in like seven years from now or five years from now, um, and will it be like a Warframe scenario where it doesn't matter how, how when I decide to jump in this game, I'm still playing the very first story missions and everything that everyone else did when the game first launched. You know, like that that early stuff. Like, will I still get to play missions A, B, and C from the first age narratively because, you know, influence it, no. But narratively play out whatever happened, yes. 
do you, do you think that'll be a thing? I, I can't even remember. I, can't I don't know movie. how it will actually play out, but if I was to guess, I'd say you're probably looking more like Warframe and less like World of Warcraft. That yeah. you will be able to choose if you want to go through the story like narrative, story or maybe you just age. want to, hey, just give me the cliff notes because I want to jump into whatever the latest thing is. Yeah. And the way I say that, Bishop, is like, well, WoW said they wouldn't need to. Yeah, but they don't plan on fundamentally changing all aspects of the game. Like Warcraft knew they every expansion, they kind of digitally worked their gameplay into the corner so the next expansion had to have new unique weird things and then the next one had to have new unique weird things that's, that's because they kind of they ruined their story after the lich king like you even said with cataclysm they kind of had nowhere to go yeah and that's why they restarted it yeah so okay i haven't played it but is warcraft classic like literally it launches a separate version of the game that is just the first version yes or Oh, yeah. well, all right, it's never just mind. The, the way it was when it came out, and they just okay. recently released Burning Crusade. Oh, yeah, shit, classic. Like Burning Crusade Classic, that's cool. Okay, so that's a, that's an interesting question. So Deadhouse is going to be cloud-based. Is, mm -hmm. is like version one Deadhouse Classic, let's call it, going to be on the cloud, and they can just boot it up, and it launches a separate version of Deadhouse where it's classic, and you can only get to level 50 or something, you know, later I on down the line, if it ever happened, if this is a big if here, people, like... I, yeah, I don't see why that couldn't be done, but I think it, again, you're thinking of but, MMO you know, where everyone's yeah. everyone's going into like this one world where Deados won't be like that. It'll be like yeah. or on the the Guild Wars and the, like the Warframe model of this is the game running. You jump in, do quests with your friends. Yeah. You know that yeah. kind of a thing. We won't be dramatically changing like everything about house. the game. I don't think there's that's there's what they would classic. do. I feel if there is a Dead House classic, it will be in the form of, um, you know, Dead House like classic missions, classic armor sets, classic weapons, stuff like that, like classic, you know, house area or whatever. Um, because because if I'm correct, or at least I'm hoping I am, where you know there won't be really a need for classic if if narratively or whatever i can still play through missions a b and c from like yeah. the first age and that's that's what that i'd imagine it would be like plus why would you want to go back to a time before we got the giants yeah you know well, I'm, after you get the giants how could you ever go back because sometimes some people just want to yeah it's just a nostalgia factor like now that i know warcraft classic is actually a thing i might actually jump in wait do i still don't, no no don't do don't give blizzard money yes you do Seriously, you have to, you have yeah. to subscribe to the modern one in order, oh, to, in order play to play the classic. classic. Okay, that makes sense. But like, is it? Am I paying? Am I paying classic prices? No, you're just paying one. So you have to have an active WoW subscription, and then you can Which choose like to play the modern. Right? Yeah, to play the modern Jeez. one or the classic servers. I might have like to that. do it. Fuck no! <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not as much no. of a, a Warcraft fan. Okay, guys, I'm giving in. Sorry, I'm a. You, can, you guys you might can, have known me as Calypso and the Necrolibriotis. <laughs> I am now Arthas Lover Forty Nine, and my YouTube channel is Warcraft Everything. YouTube oh, oh, underscore Calypso. We need to put that in the bingo card. Arthas, that needs Arthas? to go on the bingo card along with, uh, you know, Vlad, uh, oh, yeah, Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alucard, Arthas, Kane, Razio, Vorador, 
We need so to actually be, really, we make really do need to build it. I might, photo, I might Photoshop something in a little later, but like I can't get a dead house bingo card for like yeah. the first. So and this, has been a, this has been a long running thing within the dead house community is a bingo <laughs> card where um, whenever something is mentioned from another game, like legacy of Kane or Darksiders or Warcraft or whatever, it goes on a bingo card. And if you get a bingo, then like, you know, we'll throw you some <laughs> platinum or something, but like, what yeah. do you guys in the comment, if you guys are on Spotify, I don't even know if you guys can comment on Spotify, if no. you guys are on Spotify and YouTube or whatever, like throw out your suggestions for a Deadhouse bingo card and what you think should be on there. You know, um, we've already got like Arthas as a name, you know, Dr. Acula as a name for like a character. <laughs> um, Raziel 49, you know, Kane. Did you not hear Varric's uh, lich name, which I think is hilarious. Jeanette. What's Varric's <laughs> lich name? Phil Actory. Oh Jesus! Christ. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, so there, there are several um, bingo generator uh, websites. Oh, is there cool? So I don't have to Photoshop. Oh, you need to do so, that. Yeah. Just stick the Deadhouse skull on it. We need. Yeah. We need. Okay, Kane, Vorador, Raziel. We need Alucard, Dracula, yeah. Vlad. Uh, some variation of Vlad, and we'll put an yeah, asterisk variation, on like Tepish. Yeah. So yeah. any any variation on that, uh, there has to be some Van Helsing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Van Helsing. Uh, who did we just <laughs> say there a minute ago? Now we need to put Gosh, onto that. Legacy of Kane fan, nineteen ninety six or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like Kristoff. Kristoff is in it. What is Kristoff from? I know uh, that Vampire of the Masquerade. Is it? I think he was the one of the original characters, Vampire of the Masquerade Redemption. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That might be it. There we go. There we go. Christoph, that's what Arthas. Oh, Louis and yes, Louis uh, Lestat. Lestat. Uh, <laughs> um, gosh, but what are like? Uh, uh, like Edward. Same thing with like the wizard names. We'll, we'll do mm, one yeah. probably for separate for like vampires, liches, and revenants and stuff. Like <laughs> the liches might be like you know Dumbledore and <laughs> fucking fucking Merlin, Mer Merlin twenty twenty one underscore twenty one, or you know, oh god, Scorpion four twenty sixty nine. Yep, Hufflepuff house represent hashtag or some bullshit. I don't know, man. Harry <laughs> oh, Potter stuff too. <laughs> oh, like, I, don't, I don't know about anyone else. Gandalf, I'm, yeah. <laughs> know that i want to see names like that running around that's, no that's i don't think for... there will be um there i know there might be if i recall correctly there's going to be a true name that's going to be hidden there's going to be yeah. uh your username um and then there's going to be like your character name so you can you know my username is like calypso 694 because some bastard's probably going to get in there before me and fucking create it um so calypso you can't, you're on the first age yeah i know so, uh, so they shouldn't Calypso, get in before you. And then I have my character name, which is, you know, I will. Alucard. <laughs> Alucard 420. Yeah, 420. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, like shit like that. So, um, oh. or there might even be options where it's like show username or like show character name. And it'll be character name on top, username really tiny underneath. I would prefer name. to be like, um, I see they do, they do this in World of Warcraft. They probably do this in a lot of MMOs, but you can set what you see because I'd prefer to only see the character names. But if I click on you and do the like inspect profile or whatever, Same. I can see what account it is. Same. Because that way, if you want to just game with your buddies, you can have your buddy on your friends list. And it doesn't matter what character they log in as, 
but you'll yeah. see that character. But then if you want to have a bit of fun with your buddies and you want to like actually role play through the story, it doesn't have, you know, my friggin' username on the top of the thing, you know? That's what meme, I prefer. Yeah, that. yeah. Meme, name, character. Yeah, here we go, Scar. I think, um, um, oh, Memo. Name, name character, character Calypso. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to be, in, if I have to be another Calypso underscore some random number, then I'm gonna be pissed. You have no idea how hard it was. His real name is going to be Florida Man. Florida Man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Florida Man. It'll be uh, it'll be awesome. But I like, I can see this now. I'll end up totally dunking on people. Listen, <laughs> get some lich starts getting up. But he, oi, two. Minus two points to Gryffindor. Now get the heck out yeah, of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> see, see you, Dumbledore. Get out of here. Oh, Harry Potter, you forgot your broom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see some, like, I really want to see, like, some really unique names. You know, those names that you're like, that's a great, amazing name screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me too. Because there's some, there's been some. I'm gonna be upset if there's names I see that I could pronounce. I want to see like weird names that I know I could not pronounce properly. I'm like, yeah, you actually put in effort. Like, yeah, I would love, I would love for the lot of us to. I would love for Dead House to have like a um, a name like generator. A no, not not that. I mean, like like a um, like a giveaway, right? Mm. To mm. where like if you have a kick-ass name, you get something. If, if we find, yeah, like if. If someone like part of Dead House finds someone with just an amazing name or something like that, just be like, your name's awesome. Here's like 50 plat or something like that. You know what I mean? Something like yeah, that would be really be cool. cool. Interesting concepts for giveaways later down the line. Yeah. All right. So for you, have, if you come to cool. me with an awesome name, I'm going to give you nothing. I'm just going to steal it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, you cannot pronounce the you cannot pronounce the ones that I am going to put some Dutch sounds in, but you can still read them. You have to put an e on the end, Wyvern Tamer, and put like an umlaut, at like every third letter. You need to put umlauts and fathers and all like yeah, that. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because um, like if we're talking about a game where we're all being influenced by crazy elder gods, like I want to see some really off the wall. Oh game. man, I can't wait for like the Cthulhu names and the Lovecraft this and someone who literally just says Lovecraft's cat as a name. Jesus. You know what? Though? I <laughs> know someone who got banned from college for that. Uh, it was actually because there's a friend of mine who works as an admin in one of the mm -hmm. universities and someone we won't repeat that again because that yeah. might be a tos on here but yeah they tried to use that as their username in college thinking that no one would know but a buddy of mine is big into lovecraft and he's like mm -hmm. ah, ah, no you can't do that <laughs> yeah big mistake so, there's mm. a um speaking of uh lovecraftian there's a cthulhu game called unspeakable words it's a card game oh, where you get cool. cards. You get cards that have all kinds of different letters on them. Does it sound like and, you're having a breakdown? <laughs> and oh, like, you have you to have like to, form. You have to put them into like kind of like Lovecraftian words, and you have to one be able to pronounce it, and two give it a meaning. That's awesome. What's this called? Yeah. It's called Unspeakable Words. Unspeakable. It sounds words. like something we can play on stream sometime, Bishop. Yeah. Um, it's a card game. So I mean, I get maybe. I'm uh, I, there's a there's a camera setup. I have to. I'll, I'll look this up a little bit later and get back to you guys with it. But there's a camera setup where like you can share 
your screens or something and like it does mm. like a vertical you just got to place your camera where it's like vertically down or something like that and um and then and then shit pop it up here on like your pop it up here oh, on yeah. like your screens oh, where these it's, are like, all this. these are all doable you can yeah. do a tabletop simulator, oh, tabletop like simulator that. too thank yeah i think that's that too thanks for Taylor. All right, guys, I think we can start wrapping up now. Yeah, uh, this was a good talk. Uh, so to uh, all Legacy of Kane fans out there listening out in Splissing World and Spotify, RSS, and or on YouTube, we love you guys. Check out Dead House Sonata. G give it some slack, guys. It is a, it's an upcoming thing from the freaking creator of Dead House. I know everyone loves yeah. Amy. I love Amy, but she didn't create it. Dennis Dyack did. It's from the creator of Dead House. I mean, it's from the creator of the Legacy of Kane series. He's a really passionate guy. This is probably one of the most transparent games you're ever going to in development of games. Unless, like, next to the guys who, uh, the Frogwares guys who made Sinking City, they've been really transparent so far. Um, they're, they're, they're a really great developer. But Dennis Dyack, um, Deadhouse Sonata, it's a really transparent development process. You can be there from, like, step one to step 100 if you want. Like, join us. There's, there's merch, of course, if you want to do all that stuff. There's the Founders Packs if you really want to get in and like support this thing. Look look it up. Check out my YouTube channel. Check out other things. Look it up. Just do your research. Don't automatic, uh, automatically like, bash this thing right off the bat just because it's the cursed words of free-to-play and online and multiplayer. It's, it's not a terrible thing. I guarantee you some of you guys play multiplayer games and online with your friends and you tell stories and everything like that. Give it a exactly. chance. Like, give it a chance. If you guys want something like see if Kane like, that's not exactly Kane is still a new thing, but but still there with the spirit. It's about the spirit, guys. Like, if you can play Darksiders and enjoy it, then you can probably play this and enjoy it too. You know what I mean? So exactly. uh, for everyone else, check out Dead House Sonata. It's a great game. Um, and uh, and look <laughs> it up. Uh, I have been Calypso as your host. You can follow me on Twitter, YouTube. And Instagram at Necro Libriatas. That's Necro like you're dead. And then library and then Atas. Um, you can follow Faceless Mike on Twitter, Instagram, um, and YouTube at the Faceless Mike, where these um, shows go get uh, uploaded to his YouTube channel. Um, and uh, and then we put it on Spotify later. And you can follow Bishop um, at Twitch at twitch.tv slash rx underscore bishop underscore md. He's not a doctor. Um, uh, I'm going to link all these on the YouTube yeah, version of this video. Link. I'm also on everything else. Just search yeah. RX. Twitter, just, Instagram, you I'm name everywhere. it. He's, he, he's, you name it, he's there. We're all there. Check out Deadhouse Sonata, of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Deadhouse Game. Um, YouTube at Deadhouse Sonata. If you just if you just YouTube it, guys, you'll find it. Trust me. Um, and yep. everything. And all the Facebook. links are on the website. Yes, as well. all the links. There's also a subreddit, <clears throat> r slash Deadhouse Sonata, I think. Um, which so bishop uh, has been one yeah so primarily maintaining recently yeah so ch yeah, check it I out go in uh, and check help, and see what people are doing every once in a while grow the community join the discord jump on the discord and and like ask your questions and, and everything like that like we're always active we're always there so yeah uh thanks for Don't watching forget this. there are no stupid questions just stupid people yes thanks for <laughs> dead house whispers thanks for listening to this episode of dead house whispers i'm calypso faceless mike and bishop and uh, see you guys in the next one. What was that? See you guys Catch in the next one. Catch see you later, you. guys. <laughs> Call your dogs. They can feast on your corpses. <laughs>